Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Health Talk. I am your I am your host, Dr. Niru Prasad, with my background in pediatrics and emergency medicine, affiliated with Henry Ford Health System, St. Joe, Oakland, and Beaumont. The theme of our Health Talk is the use of artificial intelligence in health care setting. Joining us today as our guest speaker is Lisa Prasad from Henry Ford. She is the Vice President and Chief Innovation Officer at the Henry Ford Health. She's going to highlight our viewers about the artificial intelligence and, and its role in the world. Global use how artificial intelligence are being used. So good morning, Lisa, and welcome to my show. Thank you, Dr. Prasad. And, and it's just such a pleasure to be here today. I have been, uh, I've been following Health Talk for 15 years now, and oh, you guys have been such a stalwart for the Bloomfield Hills community. And it's just really such an amazing pleasure to be here to join you. Yeah, and I'm so happy to have you because this whole thing, artificial intelligence, has been a new era for me to learn about, yes, you know, yeah. because being in medical field for all these years in my life, you know, we did not have all this, but suddenly, so you won't believe I stayed late till midnight, just reading the whole history. <laughs> well, and you whatever, didn't have to do that. How the human brain is simulated by yeah, the machine. Yeah. Anyway, before we get started, will you yeah. please give your introduction? We are very privileged and honored to have you today. Yes, yes, of course I will. Um, my career began at PricewaterhouseCoopers uh, many, many years ago where I worked in the higher education consulting practice and all of my clients were universities and health systems. And that's really where I learned how a complex organization can have such an amazing impact, not only on its, on its uh, institution, but also on its surrounding community. Um, and so I've been in sort of the business side of education and healthcare for my entire career. Uh, I've had, I've been an entrepreneur, I've had my own business, I've raised a fund, but more recently for the last 10 years, I've been working in the innovation uh, program for Henry Ford Health. And uh, those of you who know Henry Ford know that there is a 110-year history that the health system has in Detroit and in Southeast Michigan. And because it was founded by Henry Ford, one of the greatest innovators right. of all time, yeah. innovation is really in their DNA. So over the years, I've worked in uh, technology development, then I worked in digital technologies, which were all the rage five years ago. And in the last four or five years, much of my work has been in the field of artificial intelligence. And how do you identify those companies and bring those into the healthcare setting? So that is very good. I'm so privileged to have you because you are educating us, the physician, about the about the artificial intelligence and how it is simulated with with you. So, number one question: uh, What's what we are? How do you see introduction? 
how do you see we are seeing even bleed into the healthcare can yeah. you can yeah. you yeah. can you highlight our viewers about that i can i can so it's funny um even just 5 years ago there was we had artificial intelligence artificial intelligence is really just <laughs> making machines think more like humans so it's a tool and a lot of our machines included ai but it wasn't part of our ongoing lexicon right, right? Yeah. so nobody talked about ai it's really the advent of chat gpt and and some of the more um the the day-to-day -day applications that have created this um this i think um over overhyped overhyped over uh, artificial intelligence um, sector but we used to talk about this as machine learning and we used to talk about it as data science but now it's all under ai so what i really how i think about ai in healthcare is in three is in three pillars right. the first pillar is how can ai help us um, do administrative tasks of healthcare Better, right yeah. so that as you know being yes so you know dr prasad from being in yes. healthcare that right. there's a whole back end that patients don't see so there's right. the billing there's the procurement yeah. there's the financial side of it and all of these processes can be improved using artificial intelligence right. so for example ai can be used to predict which claims are going to be rejected and which claims are going to be accepted exactly. so yeah. those things make healthcare more efficient and more cost effective Because and that's what it isn't it it's well <laughs> you know the the administrative side is not that scary because it just makes us better at doing what we would have done anyway right um but that's where we're seeing a lot of really great companies that are being developed and that are proven and that are being implemented and scaled so that's one the next the next pillar that i see are technologies that i would say unburden the provider so you being a doctor you know that at the end of every patient visit you have to do your notes in epic right exactly, or maybe yes. somebody's using cerner or it's they're been, using emr it's been nights I they call the it notes right, right. they yes, call it yeah. pajama time right because <laughs> the doctors see their patients pajama. they go home they put their kids to bed then they put on their pajamas and then they finish their notes, finish the notes so right. it's called pajama time so this is an area where a we're seeing more and more ai um unburdening the doctor so for example there's a tool that's being implemented through epic right now where um they will where the ai technology with a chat gpt base it will draft notes for you right. so for example let's say that uh that i have a doctor's appointment and i forgot to ask my doctor <laughs> something right so i go on to my chart and i say dr chang i forgot to ask you i need i'm going on vacation and i need my blood test done this week and and i can't wait so this is one email that i've sent to dr chang and there could be 50 emails waiting for him at the end of the day in his inbox that yeah. he now needs to respond to this right? is the priority right right <laughs> so there is a one can use artificial intelligence in this tool where when that email comes in the ai drafts a response for the doctor to review okay. so when the doctor logs in they see my email and they see the response and right, then yeah. they can modify the response or they can just okay. accept that response and just imagine how much time that saves because you don't have to type true. each one directly and you know what's funny dr prasad is that <laughs> yeah. they've done they've done uh, tests on this kind of intelligence and it turns out 
that some of these responses that are drafted by the AI chatbot are more empathetic than what the doctor would have said. And it's not because the doctor is not empathetic, but it, the doctor is really, really busy. <laughs> That's right? right. The doctor is really busy, busy yeah. and they're trying to just get through their 50 notes, whereas the AI can take the time every time to yeah. draft that. So there's a lot of technologies now that are unburdening the provider. And then the third pillar, which I think is more um, hype and press releases than it is actual reality, are those technologies that, that touch the patient directly. Um, but there are some really interesting things there. Like uh, I recently uh, met a company that had created a virtual nurse using artificial intelligence. Yeah. And I you read to, about that. I read do you want me to give you an example of yeah, what this yeah, technology does? Yeah, yeah, please do does? that. Yes, it's very interesting. Go ahead. It, yes. it is very interesting. I, I read yeah. it, but I want to hear from the expertise. Go okay. Ahead. So... Actually, they did a demo on me. So oh, okay. I, I was the I was the patient, and they would call, and and okay. the virtual nurse calls and says, um, "Good afternoon, Miss Prasad. You had you were released from surgery yesterday. How are you feeling today?" Okay. I said, "Yeah, I'm I'm feeling okay, but you know my foot is a bit swollen. Oh, okay. So you know so what this art, this yeah. nurse says to me and." Keep in mind, this right. is not a person. This is this, this is, is just a yeah, the technology. technology yeah. And so the nurse says, well, a swollen foot is actually a very common side effect of the surgery that you had. Okay. So you uh, you should just keep it elevated. And and if you're still feeling the, the pain in a couple of days, then you need to call Dr. Chang. But how are you eating? Are you eating oh, okay. well? And I said... Well, my neighbor brought me some beef stew, oh, okay. and I was wondering, should I eat that? Okay. And you know what this nurse said? The, immediately, yeah. the chatbot says to me, well, chatbot. beef stew has a lot of salt associated oh, with okay. it. So you really need to call your neighbor salt and, and find edema. out. Yeah, yeah so you really need to call and ask your neighbor yeah. how much salt was used in this. <laughs> so I thought, okay, this is really, this is really interesting. Um, and then... She then the virtual nurse says to me, "Well, uh, your doctor prescribed lisinopril to you. Are oh, you taking okay. your lisinopril?" Yeah. And I said, "I don't know." <laughs> the same neighbor came over and and she said that lisinopril would give me a sore throat, so oh, I decided okay. not to take it. Right. Well, Miss Prasad, it's really <laughs> important that you take the medication as directed by your doctor yeah, yeah. and you don't listen to your neighbor. So it was an amazing conversation amazing. with yes. a lifelike voice yes. and so much empathy. I and know. this chatbot knew empathy. exactly what my what my discharge directions were. Yeah, she knew exactly what medications I was prescribed. Yeah. And she was able to hone in and, and answer all my questions. Everything is already in the machine. Everything, Everything is already in that your. So what the AI is doing in this case is yeah. it's learning from general knowledge from the internet yeah. because that's how she knew that there's salt in the stew. Right. And it's also specific knowledge from scraping from, the data that's living into what? Epic. So she knew exactly what procedure I had had yeah. and what the side effects might be and what my medication follow-up was. Uh -huh. Now, just imagine that you can have this for every patient every day if needed, yep. right? right. Yeah. And it's very hard with a nursing shortage to actually have people do these Especially things. Especially after COVID era. Yes. So short of health. Yeah. So I have been working with the Henry Ford health system almost, almost 35 years or so. I took the EPIC courses. When when the EPIC started, 
trust me, it was hard for me to go through the epic courses when the patient is there <laughs> in the lobby and then with the nurse and then. But now with the artificial intelligence, it has become so easy, right? Well, I By the time they yeah. come to me, they have already informations. It will become easier, I Much wouldn't easier say. Yeah, to... it's, it's um, again, yeah. it's designed to unburden the provider. Yeah. But remember, the provider, the doctor, is always the responsible party for the patient. Exactly. So, I agree you know, with when you. you say people are afraid, people shouldn't be afraid. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, they're not being seen by the robot. They're being seen by a real doctor right. who has full responsibility right. for their care. Yeah. So another question from you. Lisa, there are lots of A1 technologies out there in development. So how does the organization decide which one to get? This must be very hard for you, right? Must be a hard decision for you to get which one to get organized? Um, it, it is and it isn't. So again, if you think of artificial intelligence as a tool, yeah, then it's just a tool. So that's like saying, how do you decide you know, which area gets a computer. Every area will eventually get a computer. Every right, area right. will eventually get AI. Mm -hmm. But you have to look at, you know, what is the strategy mm -hmm. of the system? Yeah. So if, for example, the strategy is to uh, improve population health, then we will be looking for artificial intelligence technologies for that area. If the the strategy is to increased throughput of patients, Through the, then right. we'll be looking for for AI that supports that. So you really have to um, you really have to look at where the where the hospital or the health system wants to invest. Right. Yeah. And must be hard for you to even make the decision about the proper one that will fit the whole system, right? That will fit the yes. whole health system. Yeah, yeah. It it's yeah. a it's a you know, it's a multifaceted decision-making process, right. just like any technology So now is. you tell us, what are the hurdles you see in integrating these technologies? What are the hurdles you see? The biggest challenge in, in uh, artificial intelligence is the data that feeds it. So data entry, right? It's the data, not, not so much the entry, but the data that is driving the algorithms. So when, the, when AI is making decisions, yeah. it's making decisions based on millions of transactions that happened previously, right? right? So when it's telling me there's, there may be too much salt in the beef stew, it's looking at the internet and it's looking at millions and millions of records that say there's salt, salt in Just the like beef the stew. Just like the Google search, yeah. It's looking at right. millions and millions of Google yeah. searches. So if those Google searches are wrong or if there's bias in the data, mm -hmm. then the result will be bias in the AI algorithm. Okay. So let me give you an example. Yeah. It's known that women who show up in the ED with chest pain are admitted less frequently than men. Right, yes, right? I read about the incident. Yes. Women so more than the men. Women less than the men. Uh, women less than the men yes. for the, for the, for the chest, chest pain. pain. Yeah. Right. And that is a bias that exists, and hopefully we're chipping away at that, but that's just a bias. Okay. So if the, if the, the 
chatbot is looking retrospectively Chat. and seeing that fewer women are admitted than men, then it thinks that women should be admitted less frequently than men in the future. Okay. So if you're relying on that, yeah. then the data that comes out on the other side to help guide you will be will be wrong. Exactly. So the biggest, and by the way, this is not just for healthcare, this is for all industries. The biggest challenge for yeah. AI is making sure that the data that feeds the AI is is good. It's it's um, yeah. it's not biased in, in any way. Have a positive attitude about that. that well, more than the attitude, you have to keep looking at what the data source is that's yeah. driving the AI algorithms. So it's um, there's two things that I've read about AI, which I'll share with you. Sure. One is that using AI is less like riding an elevator and more like driving a car. Right. So when you get into an elevator, you press five and you don't have to do anything. It's gonna take you it to the fifth floor up. every time up and down. Right, right? right. But when you drive a car, it's yeah. a more interactive uh, relationship that right. you have, right? So you have to know where you're going yeah. and you have to make sure there's, there's uh, air in your tires and gas in your car and yeah. you know understand what the weather they is. They will remind you about the safety, right? Right. So. <laughs> You can't use you can't just use AI and forget about it. You have to constantly monitor what is driving that algorithm and what is driving the the yeah. results that you're getting. Yeah. The other the other thing that I always remember is AI is like having a garden. So if you if you uh, curate your garden and if you water it and you weed it, then you know you'll have a beautiful garden. Right. But if you just let it sit there. <laughs> It will go to weed and weeds will grow, weeds right. will grow. Yeah. so ai is something that it's a very very helpful technology but it needs to be managed all exactly. the time i agree with you whatever technology it has to be monitored right yes yeah so so how can we rely on artificial intelligence we are not even sure on the data and also how do we be sure about the data yeah, so the data is the biggest the biggest challenge, right? right? So you have to make sure, particularly in healthcare, that biases of the past don't end up being biases of the future. Um, and you really need to understand where the data is coming from. Right now, many of the AI technologies that we're seeing for healthcare, uh, they're being developed in Boston, New York, and San Francisco right. at the large- the three area, Boston, New York, and San Francisco. Okay. Those are the large areas for for development of such technologies. So these pilots are being run in big academic health centers in New York, Boston, and San Francisco. Sure. And they may not have a representative sample of patients there. So, for example, um, Indian patients may be underrepresented. Um, Puerto Rican and, and Latin patients, Latino patients right. may be underrepresented. Yeah. Black patients may be underrepresented. So you have to make sure that whatever the algorithms are that are being created has a full representation of uh, of the general population. So it is, um, you know, how can you be sure? You can be sure by testing every algorithm to make sure that the data that drives the algorithm is really data that uh, that that should be driving the algorithm. But at the end of the day, Dr. Prasad, what people should really know is that AI is is um, AI will be used for decision for decision support. But again, the ultimate decision for patient care rests with the doctor. Be, uh, with 
we are on the doctors right yes. yeah yeah yes. this is very good you know because as much as and when you see those computers in the operating room how they are how they are operating isn't it amazing it is it I is mean, technology it is has come a long way the technology is yeah. right yeah manufacturing robots this yeah. what artificial intelligence are well, doing right well there yeah. there is ai in robotic yeah. in robotic so technologies so i wrote a couple of things you know i just want you to correct me examples in real life is like manufacturing robots self driving car mm-hmm. what you said a smart assistant to the healthcare right mm-hmm. yeah so those are the things you know it's it's amazing i don't know what will happen to the future right <laughs> well so um I think the future is bright and I think all these technologies will really help healthcare. Um for example, again I work in the Innovation Institute at Henry Ford. One of the technologies we're looking at right now is yeah. our one of our radiologists has created an artificial intelligence algorithm where he has looked at uh hundreds of thousands of scans it's using okay. a point of care ultrasound of patient's shoulder point of care yes yeah. yeah. so he determined that you can take a ultrasound of a patient's shoulder and there's a correlation between that and who is likely to become pre-diabetic now just imagine that isn't imagine, it amazing isn't it amazing yeah. imagine that you you can get a ultrasound scan of the shoulder and, and that helps to diagnose a a disease right and This then just imagine that yes. and just imagine yeah. that for patients who don't have access to blood draws and labs and you know i'm talking about ultrasound and diabetes but we can talk about cancer care cancer and we can too, talk yeah. about any disease where the early detection using yeah, ai yeah. can save hundreds and thousands of lives that is true so yes. i i am a i am very optimistic Yes about the course, use of AI of in course healthcare. and you are the expertise and I'm very proud and privileged to have you on my oh, show Dr. Prasad thank Trust you it's, me, it's a pleasure it took me long time to study this you know because I have to know more so the definition I was looking for the definition of artificial and I found this is a you correct me if if I'm this is a computer system which is capable of performing complex tasks that human human mind could do it is a simulation of the human mind decision reasoning and solving the problems yes is that true yes. it's a simulation of, of the human intelligence by machines yeah. yes and also i learned that the first thing they were talking about in 1965 oh, i wow. forget yeah. the, i forget the, because by that time i was sleeping i couldn't <laughs> think 1965 so the ai put you to sleep you know in 1965 they had detected it as i think i was going to write it but then i was yeah and another thing i'm going to ask you the name of the person who created okay listen to this 1950 to 1956 by Alan Turing okay computer machinery and intelligence and they named a Turing test on his name which is still misses the computer intelligence wow correct really, me you, isn't that true <laughs> you know what i'm not a historian but if that's what you say 
Right. Yeah. So, so you know, we did a, we did you did, you have a very interesting topic here. So, what do you predict in future for your children and their kids? What do you predict? What is your prediction for the future about this artificial? Yeah. How far it's going to go? Well, nobody knows. Nobody knows. But I, I will tell you again that I'm very optimistic about the use of uh, artificial intelligence in in healthcare. Just um, it, it just allows for accelerated speed of knowledge and accelerated speed of insight. So imagine that you're able to diagnose a rare disease in minutes right. instead of yeah. weeks and months. Right. right. right? Imagine what impact that has on the patient and the family. Imagine that you diagnose cancer in stage one instead of stage four, and what what impact that has on the patient's life. So I think that AI will be used more and more for early diagnosis of these really wicked diseases that that we suffer from, and, uh, and what other innovations come out of it you know, I'm always amazed at what people exactly. are able to, yes, to do. Yes, yes, yes. So your final one minute note, what would you advise? What is your final note to our viewers who are watching you and how do they connect with you if they need to ask any interesting question? Yeah. So most of your viewers are likely to be patients or potential patients. And I think that they are likely wondering, to what extent is my doctor using AI in my diagnosis or in supporting my treatment? And should I ask? I think those are very fair questions that you can ask your your clinician. You know, in uh, 40, 50 years ago, if the doctor had a question about a particular diagnosis, they would excuse themselves and they would go in the back room and they would consult their books. Exactly. And yeah. then they started Consulted consulting consulting their databases. Uh, and now they'll, they may consult databases that have AI built in. But it's very fair for patients to know exactly what technologies are being used in their care. And they should not be hesitant to, to ask. ask. ask and questions. I think the doctors should should uh, be very comfortable talking about it because at the end of the day these technologies are making the care better faster and hopefully more efficient in the future exactly i saw even in the fetus i saw pictures of the ultrasound they can focus it they can do the genetic yes isn't it amazing oh my god anyway so anyway i like to thank you thank you i like to thank our guest speaker, Lisa Prasad, who is a Vice President, Chief Innovation Officer at Henry Ford. I'd like to thank our viewers for watching me today on my health talk, and my producer and camera crews helped me produce this wonderful, excellent video about artificial intelligence, intelligence. <laughs> artificial and its role in, in, in the world, the medical science and yes. So thank you again. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you.